We're joined, as promised, as we are each and every Wednesday at 3.30 by Dan Orlovsky of ESPN. He joins us on the Harbor One Hotline. How are we doing this week, Dan? I'm doing fantastic. How are you guys? We're doing well. I I, I want to ask you about what went down this past week with Mac Jones. <laughs> we heard We heard a lot about how... He had a short leash. This was talked about on Sunday Countdown. This was talked about on the NFL Network, on Fox. He's got a short leash, and if he makes another mistake, he's going to get the quick hook. Then he made a mistake, and he didn't get the quick hook. Why, why do you think the narratives around Mac Jones and how the Patriots were going to handle him this week don't line up with him playing that entire game last week? Yeah, I don't know if, if all that reporting was hearsay or was it actually coming from the building you know you just never know in those regards I, i'm not trying to discredit the people that were saying that stuff uh but we all know sometimes in this world things kind of take off in that in the nfl um you know i i kind of talked about this last week with the whole i think people in that building at least i've, I've heard this again you you've got to trust some of the stuff that is getting said but i've heard that the people in the building know how poor it is around him and how bad it is how tough it is support wise um and so when that interception gets thrown it's a little bit different i would say i mean listen it's a bad throw that was a bad throw by mac jones it's 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 a bad throw um maybe because it was more just that was a bad throw rather than oh my gosh that was a stupid decision uh sometimes you're gonna have you know plays that are just bad plays uh rather than dumb decisions i don't know if that factored into it at all in in the moment on the sidelines um but I, I don't know exactly why the report was one thing and maybe the action didn't follow per the report. A couple of weeks ago, you talked to us about watching Mac's feet and just how sloppy they were and how much that was affecting him in that really bad two-game stretch between the yeah. Cowboys and the Saints game. Have you seen any improvement there, at least even last week against Vegas? Yes. Uh, it's not where the, the the place where you want it to be, but it has gotten better. It was less. Now, was that because the protection wasn't as distraught or devastatingly bad as it was in those two weeks? Maybe. Uh, protect, you know, the protection still wasn't very good, obviously, with Max having a lot of control in the game. But it was better. There was probably three throws where you sit there and say it, it showed itself again. It reared its ugly head again. But you know, Mac, his feet were calmer. I thought there was a little bit more protection in the, or at least trust to the protection in the pocket. Um, you know, in regards to Mac's performance, I would say this. First of all, um, it's impossible to play at a consistent level in the NFL without details by everybody in your offense, by everybody. In the first play of the game, it's an example of like why how can we we can't get a screen done in a detailed fashion what, what how is that happening this the screen game for them is bad there's three more drops they can't protect there was a couple good slants thrown there's good timing in some zones uh there's a couple plays where i don't know what Devonte parker is necessarily doing uh, some of the rpos went good um you know and then sometimes i feel like there's plays where I'm just like, it, it almost looks like, like they're just giving up play call wise to the situation. So Bill obviously the last drop by Devon, it just feels that way. I don't know if it's like, you, you know, I think in like the third quarter, 243 on the clock, I watched that play call. I'm like, it just feels like they're just like, all right, here, 
we'll just call this play and hopefully nothing bad happens, even though you're still in the football game. So um, I, I thought Max played okay. You know, not great, but he was fine, um, given everything around him still being poor. Um, Dan, if uh, the, there were reports, I guess, in the offseason, we don't, never really got confirmation on them, but there were reports that Bill Belichick had uh, put Mac Jones on the trade block. The trade deadline's a couple weeks away. What type of return do you think they would get for Mac if they did put him on the block again, and do you think that's something they should consider? Oof. Wow. Um, the NFL moves quickly. So should they consider it? I think that is – the question is – okay, the answer to that question is yes. If they have made the determination that they are done with Mac – and when I say they, it's Mr. Kraft, and then it's Bill Belichick. Now, both of those guys need to be in conjunction thinking that they're going to be together next year, and I know that's become a, you know, a topic of conversation. Is Coach Belichick going to be there? Is Mr. Kraft going to do something? Obviously, the years of disappointment over the last three. So if both of those guys like, we're done with Mac Jones, we are definitely doing something else, then the answer to that question is unquestionably yes. Uh, what would they get in return? <clears throat> I mean, I don't know, a fourth-round pick, but that's a total guess. Like, that's not my wheelhouse on that stuff, you know? And, and he... I, then I think, like, who? Dan, well, to, to, to interrupt, and maybe that's you're just about Lance to say this. For. But, yeah, it's right. So Trey Lance went for a fourth-round pick. Just to, do you, Does he have fans within the league? Like, are, would there be teams lining up if the Patriots made him available or teams calling if the Patriots made him available? Oh, I think so for sure. I think you you can watch the, you can watch the tape and still say like the talent, the the good player ability is unquestionably still there. The last two years, I, I like I know everybody sits here and says like, oh, I make excuses for guys. Like this is my comparison here, guys. It's a fascinating thing to watch Desmond Ritter and Mac Jones. Okay. Desmond Ritter is struggling. I think I was going to say disagree. Like, <laughs> Not my favorite football. But, like, <laughs> but, but like Desmond Ritter struggling, you know, like, but he's got a ton of help around him. He's got a really good defense. The offensive line's a very good offensive line, specifically in the run game. And Drake London and Kyle Pitts and Bajon and Algier are really good. And he's got a crazy creative play caller. So you sit there and go like, well, what does the quarterback need? Desmond is in a pretty darn good place to play good football. And he's struggling. And Mac Jones is struggling. But he doesn't have any of what Desmond Ritter does. And that's kind of like the – because the conversation always – I think before I came on, I, I heard somebody, and I don't know exactly who it was, it was on me. the show, was like, well, yeah, like if you need all that to be around you, what are you? But every quarterback needs it around them. Like every quarterback needs something around them to do something with. Um, and Desmond has it, and it's not working out. It's really tough, tough to gauge or evaluate Mac Jones and say he's bad when he's got that to work with. Uh, so look, and and uh, we were talking about uh, uh, the weapons here. I would just say, you know, someone like Brock Purdy, and they've had a lot of talent in San Francisco. Purdy, I think, has kind of elevated what they've done, and they've lost games with Nick Mullins, and they've lost games with C.J. Beathard. Yes. Um, so to me, I mean, there there is a difference, even when you have stuff around. Uh, but agree to disagree on that. When it comes to Bill Belichick, your colleague Teddy Bruschi said Bill should walk away at the end of the year. That would be his advice to Bill Belichick. What what do you think happens with Bill at the end of the year? 
Yeah, I, I think it's going to become a conversation. You know, Teddy obviously knows better, and I think his point of their wins used to always be in context to the team, and now they're so much about Coach Belichick. Um, it, it, if it continues to go the way it's going, it's hard to sit there and say it can't be a conversation. The lack of details on, on both sides of the ball are shocking. I mean, they played cover two last week a couple of times, and there's no one near some of the underneath throws. So I think like that's the, the, the most jarring thing right now is this was an organization that for 20-plus years was the, was the trademark, the standard setter when it came to detailed football. And that, that's the opposite. So, um, you know, I, I think that's, you know, kind of a, a pretty fair thing to say is that it's going to be a part of the conversation. The last thing I'd say in relation to the Purdy Mac Jones thing, you know, Mac Jones thrown 42 touchdowns. None of them have been to Pro Bowlers. Not a one. Brock Purdy's thrown 24. 19 of them are to Pro Bowlers. It matters. No, no, I, mean, I mean, look, Brock, Purdy, it. Brock Purdy's got a lot more around him than Mac Jones. Uh, but I do think they've looked better than they ever have. But we'll uh, we'll pick this up next week when we no, talk yeah, to Dan. No, Brock Purdy absolutely has elevated that offense. Absolutely. Oh, so actually, so I, I was about to say, we'll uh, we'll ask you about this next week. But uh, uh, my producer just reminded me uh, there was a video from uh, Laura Rutledge. I forget what this is from NFL Live. You like to you like to not actually eat Mentos, right? You like to you like the taste of Mentos, but you don't like to actually uh, ingest them, eat them. Uh, yeah, so like I, I have a sweet tooth. Uh, that's it's a big thing, but I also don't want to take all the inside sugar or whatever Mentos is made of and kind of like eat it all. So I just will like essentially suck on the Mentos or whatever. It's a weird phrasing. Um, and then uh, spit it out. So I'm only getting like the sweet tooth craving cure. But you just like leave it like uh, like chewed gum. You just like leave it on the desk there, or was yeah. that was that just for show? Yeah. What was that? Yeah, I'm a. Yeah, I am a Neanderthal, guys. Like, I am an absolute, like, old-school human being where it's – I'll suck water. For, I grew up – we're outside playing with my kids. My kids get thirsty. They're drinking from a hose. They're not running inside and getting a Aquafina. So, um, I'm a little <laughs> bit of a throwback person. Okay, well, I, that I can respect. Uh, it's Dan Orlovsky each and every week here on Jones and Mego with Arcan, uh Wednesdays at 3.30. Dan, we'll talk to you next Wednesday. Thanks so much. Thanks. All right, Dan Orlovsky on the Harbor One Hotline. Such a weirdo.